And now it's time to get a unique slant on current events from your favorite half-Asian couple. Get ready to know what's happening in the world today with your host, Shane and Nico. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening, you mean? Oh, yeah. Episode f- episode five of our lovely, lovely podcast. Are we going to say the episode number every time now? Um, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. This is a good intro. This is really awkward. <laughs> this episode is going to be devoted entirely to the border issue because... We know where conservatives stand, and we know where liberals and progressives stand. But what about libertarians? Yeah, and I ran a poll a couple of weeks back when it was more uh, like when Trump had made his announcement, or what do you call it? His address? Yeah. Right? Yeah, about the border wall funding and the government shutdown. And I asked for libertarians only to vote. I mean, obviously you can't, you can't figure out if only libertarians voted, but right. um, the issue was pretty split. Yeah. There was a lot of pro-wall libertarians, and there was some anti-wall libertarians. And ultimately in the poll, the pro-wall side won. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people f- believe that libertarians are more open borders in general. So we wanted to kind of get a balanced view of what actual libertarians think. So that's why we had on two guests this time. Yes, we had Eric, who is more on the pro-wall side, and then we have Jen, who's on the anti-wall side. And so we have them uh, separately because we didn't want it to be a debate and have them talk or over each other or whatever. So we wanted to kind of talk to each one and kind of see where they're coming from, give their points, their insight, and their opinion as to why they believe uh, where they believe. I like it better that way rather than a debate because then each person is just thinking about like what they need to say next and moderating a, moderating a debate is pretty, um, I don't know, I guess it's like stressful for me. So I'd rather just hear both sides and then kind of understand where each person is coming from. Yeah, this isn't blood sports. I'm not trying to, you know, not gonna beat be the crap Andy out of Worsky. each other. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> And before we get started, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash supremacy or on Patreon at patreon.com slash supremacy or you can donate to our PayPal at paypal.me slash supremacy or you can buy a t-shirt and other merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash supremacy. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Petit Nikoko. And you can follow Shane at Shane Scalf. Also, you can support us by subscribing to our channel on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Happy Supremacy. All of the links for all the things we discussed will be in the description. So our first guest is going to be Eric. Uh, like we said before, he's going to be on the pro wall side. And we're kind of discussing... Uh, where he's coming from, why he uh, is more pro-wall, and we have some questions for him, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to hear what he has to say. First off, uh, thanks for joining us, Eric. Really appreciate it. No, glad to be here. Uh, This whole thing that we're doing is to have um, libertarians who are split on the border wall issue because that's a hot topic nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I ran a poll on Twitter a couple of about like a week ago, and it seems like a lot of people um, who identify as libertarians also support the wall. So that was interesting because a lot of people stereotypically think that you know libertarians are more of an open border mm-hmm. type of people. So right. So the first question that we want to ask you is, and we're going to kind of play devil's advocate, so you can kind of uh, you know let us know what you think about your opinion on it. But uh, so we wanted to first ask about the cost because that's a, that's another huge thing that, you know, Trump says that we need, I think it's like six, around $6 billion or something like that. Um, so do you, does the cost concern you at all? Like how would it be funded and anything like that? Does it concern you at all? Well, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to like the military budget, which is way too bloated. I mean, I think it would be easy to make some cuts elsewhere to f- pay for it. Cause I mean, I know it's obscene to say this, but I mean, the federal government sends, spends $6 billion, what, every week? I mean, yeah, something like that. I, I, I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but I mean, um, I, I, I hate to say that it's a small cost, but when you take it in perspective of the entire federal budget, it kind of is. Um, you know, not that I dismiss that or take that lightly, but I mean, I do think that it's relatively speaking it's a small expenditure and you know they have approved larger sums of money for border security in the past i mean and the other thing i went back to was i mean you remember the uh economic stimulus bill of 2009 came out to i believe it was 800 billion 800 billion yeah compared to what's this five or six <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that, that, that's how you get to 20 trillion in debt i know but yeah. yeah, and counting and counting. Um, so you're talking about like kind of uh, cutting spending somewhere. So what exactly would you like in your ideal world? What would you want to take, you know, like money from and to put into the border wall? Uh, oh, gee, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> um, first of all, let's get out of all the foreign wars and actually use our military to defend our borders instead of everyone else's. Um, Let's um, not eliminate, but I mean, reform um, the uh, social safety net and welfare systems, make them, things like Social Security actually make them soluble. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not somebody who says that we shouldn't have a social safety net, but I mean, I think it just needs to be managed better. Right. And um, it and absolutely should be a... One more of those things that the federal government has no business being involved in. I mean, it's nowhere in the Constitution does it say that um, Washington has that power. So it should be up to the states to provide, you know, um, retirement benefits and medical assistance and also all sorts of those things. Um, oh, gee, what else? Um, oh. I think that's a pretty like those two reasons alone are are pretty uh, good argument for like cutting uh, funding for those things. So especially, well, yeah, the- I mean, I think <laughs> the, those those two things are like half of the federal budget, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um. So, also during the campaign, uh, kind of going back to Trump, you know, obviously one of the big things, especially the anti-Trump people, was saying that he was going to have Mexico pay for the wall. Now, it's kind of iffy in terms of if that's still going to happen, you know, because he's saying, you know, we have this uh, this massive trade deal that he has with uh, Canada and Mexico. And 
indirectly Mexico is going to pay for it or, or or whatever. So does that concern you at all? Like, you know, if that's actually going to happen or if the American taxpayer is going to kind of have to, um, you know, foot the bill. Yeah, foot the bill. Well, I mean, I I know that that claim was always fuzzy. I mean, I, I always kind of assumed that what he meant by that was he was going to bring back tariffs and there would be um, Mexicans would be paying tariffs on American goods and vice versa. And that was going to generate the revenue that way. But um, I mean, it, it's, it's and there again, I think it goes back to that. I forget who it was who made that observation about how Trump's enemies take him literally, but not seriously. And his supporters take him seriously, but not literally. Right. And, you know, n- n- nobody intellectually, honestly thought that Mexico was going to write us a check for it. You know, but I think, that, that, I mean, whether it's true or not, I think that's what he meant was that we were going to, by renegotiating trade and other things, we were going to have this new source of revenue coming in between the relationship between the United States and Mexico. And that was where this money was going to come from. Now, whether that's going to happen or not has to be seen. But I mean, I, I believe that's what he meant. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Okay. So, um, obviously being a libertarian, I'm assuming you believe in the non-aggression principle, correct? Yes, I do. Okay. So what would you say to those libertarians who, you know, they believe that using force to keep someone from coming into the country, uh, falls into the non-aggression principle. So like someone can just walk in and, you know, or, or whatever. Well, I mean, it's not aggressive to defend, you know, your property either. I mean, and I, I would argue that the aggression is the, um, illicit entry of, you know, foreign nationals. And I mean, and, and, and of course, you know, you know, people always say, well, you know, if we want to stop illegal immigration, we just need to make legal immigration easier. And I mean, I don't disagree with that either, but at the same time, you, you have this reality, you know, there, there's the ideal situation and then there's the reality of it. And that is that the reality of it is that we have, you know, at one, at one time it was a million and a half um, illegals came from Mexico. I believe it was in the year 2000. I mean, that has been on the decline, thankfully. It's down to like, I think it was a little over 400,000 that crossed in, tw- that they, that the Border Patrol apprehended in 2018. And I just, I don't understand how people can say that like having 400,000 people were captured attempting to cross the border last year, and that's not a problem. Um, and if, if you're going to have a system that works for legal immigration, you cannot have this gaping hole where, and you, where you expect people to follow the rules when not following the rules is just so much easier. And I mean, I know that, you know, we have also a big problem with people who come in on legitimate travel visas and whatever, and then don't go home. And that's also another thing we need to really focus on. But it's just so naive to ignore the fact that there are, if you divide that out, I believe that's 1,100 people who are captured attempting to illegally cross the border every single day. And um, you just have to you have to have some kind of policy that works on that. And I mean, the, the, um, I, I, I don't 
and then this is where I, where I was going to go with this. I, 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 I don't necessarily think that we need to have a wall on the entire 2000 miles of the border, but I mean, I think that there are certain high traffic areas where a physical barrier, be it a wall or a fence or some combination of the two, along with uh, drones and helicopters and foot patrols or whatever, you know, would be effective. And I really think that the best way for Trump and the Democrats to compromise their way out of this would be like, say, okay, what we're going to do here is defer, because I'm a big believer in actually like listening to people that know what they're talking about, and um, defer this question to the Border Patrol and say, okay, in the spots where they say we need walls, put walls. In the spots where they say use helicopters, we use helicopters. In the spots where they say drones and infrared, we do drones and infrared. And you kind of come up with a um, strategy that's not just build a wall that's 2,000 miles long or do nothing and pretend that it's not a problem. But you, you, you understand, you, you get kind of a practical hybrid solution there that both sides could claim victory on and, you know, settle this and move on. And it'll need refined along the way, just like every other policy does. But that's somewhere to start. Yeah, and I've heard um, some libertarians argue also that the border wall is a lot more humane than having such a police state like around the border. So yeah, I and I, I, I would say that's true too. I mean, you, I mean, and this is the thing that that I, I think this might be like a flaw in some libertarian logic, you know, because another one of the big tenets of libertarianism, at least to me, is the whole concept of, you know, private property. And I mean, illegal immigration, you know, is an act of trespassing. And um, it's not that you have any kind of malice towards the people that are coming in. It's, but I mean, still, I mean, you know, you you have the right to have agency over your property line or as a nation, your borders and have some say in who's allowed to come in and who's not. And I mean, we, we are a very open, compassionate nation. I mean, we accept a million legal immigrants every single year, most of whom are not Caucasian, by the way. And that's fine. And I, I don't think that it's, 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 it's not inhumane and it's not cruel and it's not um, statist to say, you know, we have rules and we just expect you to follow them if you want to come here. Well, I guess some would say that having a wall there would be a police state because it's the government doing it. Um, would, would you kind of understand where they're coming from on that or or no? Well, I mean, there are certain things that, you know, the, the government is supposed to do and national defense is one of them. I mean, um, I mean, if... I mean, I think there's a, a good chunk of that land along the border is federal land anyway. Am I right about that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, if there's private property owners on the border who want to have their own private barrier on their land, I mean, that's okay too. But um, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, of course I'm a libertarian, but I also acknowledge that, you know, you know, a, a nation has to have national defense and borders are an aspect of national defense. And I mean, you know, just like the federal government manages our military as it should and, you know, protecting our borders is, you know, 
uh, attached to that concept. So is there any case in which you would not support building a border wall, whether it's, you know, the complete uh, border or just partially? Well, I mean, there again, I think having it, you know, the entire 2000 miles of the border is kind of ridiculous because, I mean, you know, you are part, you know, there are big stretches of it out in the desert that are so far removed from civilization that it's pointless to have it there because, you know, it's, it's not going to help. But I mean, you know, like I say, I think, you know, you have physical barriers in the places of high traffic where they're needed and adopt that as part of a more comprehensive security strategy. And, you know, that is a sensible uh, solution that can actually kind of turn down the flow of traffic through the border and then kind of one of the things like I grew up on a farm and one of the little things of wisdom I got from my grandfather was when your cow gets out first you fix the fence and then you chase the cow back in and I mean the other half of this question is we have how many millions of people who are who came here illegally but have been living here for years now who are already here you know you know with DACA and then the others that we have to do something about and but you Step one has got to be preventing any more from getting in before you can turn to step two, which is figuring out what you're going to do with the ones who are already here. And it's been tried the other way several times, and history has taught us that that just doesn't work. So we, I, I say, I mean, I don't have a problem with some kind of, you know, quote unquote, pathway to citizenship or a method of um, you know, I, you know, I, I know everybody hates the word amnesty, but you know, if you've been living, if you've been here for 10 years and you've got no criminal record and you're employed and a productive citizen, then you know what? Fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, we, we've got to turn off the spigot before we can, um, move ahead with any kind of policy on that. And I mean, I, I understand, I think that's why, some some people, I think, mostly on the right, are hesitant to do DACA without, you know, comprehend without a real concrete strategy for the border. But um, you know, I, I agree with them on that. Yeah, it seems. Well, do you think that the right would be more open to like amnesty? I guess for DACA and other people who have been living here undocumented. If we did have like tighter border security with a border wall? I, I, I actually do. I, th- I think, of course, you're never going to get all of them, but I think you, you, you definitely have a pretty good chunk of the center right and even the libertarian right who would say, okay, you know, we, we, we've solved problem number one. Now we can turn our attention to problem number two and actually come up with a policy that works. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, really appreciate it, Eric, for giving us your uh, insight. Uh, all very good and uh, interesting points and uh, valid. So I really appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. But before we move on, this episode is sponsored by Libertarian Country for all of your political merchandise needs. If you want to get a t-shirt, a beer cozy, books or mugs, bottle openers, bumper stickers, mouse pads and tote bags, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. So 
Use our promo code HAPA, that's H-A-P-A, all caps, for 10% off your order at checkout. Again, HAPA for 10% off your order. Our next guest is Jen the Libertarian, who has her own podcast called Jen the Libertarian. And uh, we had her on because she's more on the anti-wall side. We just wanted to ask her a couple of questions and get her to elaborate on her points on being anti-wall and why that aligns with libertarianism to her. All right, so we're here with Jen the Libertarian. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So the first question, and then we asked him this too, so we're going to ask you this, uh, the cost. Um, you know, a lot of the pro-wall people are saying, well, the cost is, you know, like a very, very small amount of what the government spends on a daily basis. Um, on so, a weekly basis. Yeah, on a weekly basis, my, my fault. But um, so with that being said, do you think that's going to be an issue with that or do you kind of just you don't see any problem with that at all or how how do you look at that i do see an issue with the cost because at this point i don't think that you can really actually put a number on it i mean this is going to be a government infrastructure project and just like every other government infrastructure project that's ever existed i mean the cost is going to balloon way past any kind of projection so at this point i'm like Pick a number, double it, and then you might start to be getting close to how much this slat wall thingamajig, whatever it is we're going to get, is going to cost. So that's why I kind of don't like this this kind of cost argument. Because like I said, I don't think you can really genuinely estimate how much this thing is going to cost at this point. Do you really think that, you know, they say it was like an estimated, like, uh, I guess, to, billion, yeah, to round up about $6 billion. So you'd probably think it'd be more in like $12 billion or even like way more than that, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, with the cost, I think a lot of people maybe are kind of downplaying the cost because maybe they don't want to, I guess, think that it's going to cost any more than that because, you know, Trump said it, it's going to be this. So that's how much it's going to be. Is that kind of how you think about that, too, or no? Yeah, I think some people might be buying into that. But I mean, like I said, this is just like Think of any other government project that's ever been done. It always goes beyond cost because you've always got people who want to drag this out to get as much money as they can out of the government. And that's, I mean, I don't see this being any different than any other government infrastructure project in that sense. Um, so what do you think we should do then if, you know, we're not going to, you know, no wall is going to be built. You know, say, for example, Trump failed in getting his wall built. So what would be, in your ideal world, what would we do then to tackle the illegal immigration problem in my ideal world and this is another reason why i have a problem with this whole wall conversation is it's keeping us from having conversations that need to be had like if you're really worried about illegal immigration then fine we need to start having immigration reform we need to start streamlining the legal immigration process if you're worried about drugs and crime then we need to start talking about tackling drug legalization like there's there's other conversations that need to be had here. Like if you're worried about illegal immigrants coming here and getting on welfare programs, all right, then we need to start talking about entitlement reform. And my worry is that if the wall gets built, it's just gonna be like, okay, we built wall, problem solved. And it's like, no, it's the problem's still not solved. These are still issues that are gonna have to be discussed no matter what. So I would rather not have the wall and actually start tackling these issues than try to like have this wall as like a band-aid over these very serious issues that have to be addressed regardless. Yeah, that makes sense because um, it's kind of like putting a band-aid on like the bigger problem. 
Yeah, I mean, we have to, these are problems that wall or no wall have to be discussed. I mean, it's been, they've been kicked down the road for decades now, and it's getting to the point where you're going to have to have these conversations, whether you want to or not, because it's becoming a problem where obviously entitlement spending is a problem, where having drugs be illegal and the war on drugs is a problem, where our immigration process is a problem, like it has to be addressed. So I read an article that uh, it was mainly about open borders. And I don't know if you're 100% open borders or whatever your stance is on that. But in terms of just the wall, um, they were saying that if you're anti-wall and open borders, then you're advocating for a globalist agenda. Um, Do you see any kind of correlation with that? Or you think that's completely crazy? Or what do you think about that? See, when people make arguments like that, I don't know what exactly they mean by a globalist agenda. Like, what do you mean by globalist? Like, it's globalist has become one of those, like, dirty words that you just kind of throw at people because it sounds like some nefarious new world order thing. And it's like nobody ever really sits down and defines, like, what do you mean by globalist? But in order to kind of answer the first question... I'm not entirely open borders. I would really like to go back to more like an Ellis Island style immigration policy where you have like ports of entry and you go there and they, you know, screen you for health. They do a little bit of a background check. And if you're good, then you're good to go. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I think that would be much more preferable to obviously what we have now. And it's still a way of kind of limiting and tracking the amount of immigration coming into the country without overly hindering people from coming to the country if they want to. Now, we've heard that uh, some people say that a wall would actually be more humane than having a, you know, a, the, the police or ICE or whoever is down there, Border Patrol, you know, separating families or however that's looked at. You know, they take people and take them back to wherever they, you know, they came from, wherever, you know, whatever you want to say about it. Do you think that, like, do you, do you see any kind of, um, like, do you think it is more humane if we did have a wall instead of just having the cops, you know, take them and do whatever they do with the people they catch, you know, do you think that's right to look at it like that or no? No, because I think even if you have the wall, like if you're desperate enough that you're willing to like, like the migrant hordes, now they're coming, they're coming from the Northern Triangle. So you're walking all the way from Guatemala, you're walking from Honduras, you're walking from El Salvador, you're walking to America. Like if you're desperate enough to do that, you're going to find a way in. So you're still going to have ICE there. You're still going to have Border Patrol there. You're still going to have people trying to get over the border. It's just going to be more dangerous for everybody involved. So I don't really think it would be a more humane solution. Is there any case in which you would actually support a border wall or completely no? I can't think of one, honestly. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like it for many, many reasons. And I'm trying to keep this more on, like, the rational side for not wanting a wall, because I think a lot of people, even libertarians, are starting to get to this place where it's all very emotional for everybody. And it's getting tied up in your views on immigration and border security, where I really think that they can be and should be two separate issues. I mean, you could be for a more closed border. You can be anti-immigration and still think that this wall is a bad idea. But me personally, I can't think of like, any trade-off that would make the wall acceptable for me. Some people have also suggested, like, putting the border wall only in, like, high-traffic areas where they've seen a lot of people cross. And then in the other areas, like, they just 
would like especially like if it's just desert or something they would just leave it as it is do you think that would be reasonable or do you think it's just all kind of not gonna work i don't really see it working at all and it's if it's going to happen, it's going to have to be like an all or nothing thing, because I mean, obviously, if you find out, okay, the wall is over here, and it's not over there, then you're just going to go over there. And again, that might make it more dangerous, more treacherous for the people doing it. But I mean, like I said, if you're desperate enough to start that journey, you're going to see it through. So I don't really see that working. And obviously, a lot of libertarians believe that we should just get rid of the welfare system, you know, because that's the or the welfare state. My bad is because, you know, that's one of the reasons why they come here is, oh, I can go to America, get all these uh, like benefits. yeah, benefits and incentives and all that stuff. And, you know, there's people who live here illegally and, you know, with this whole DACA thing or, or whatever, it, it's just interesting to kind of see how people look at it in terms of, well, it's inhumane, it's racist or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just weird that this is like such an issue now because I would have thought and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I would have think I would have thought that Trump would have started doing this if, uh, you know, Republican controlled Congress. Right. But now he's doing it with Democrats. And I think it's just because it's a it's a power move. Do you think he's doing that just because he wants to show how, you know, I'm the president. I can I can do this and I don't care if the Democrats are in my way. I got this because, you know, I'm I'm big, bad Trump or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he campaigned on wanting this wall and he wants his wall and he's going to do whatever he has to do to get his wall. And whether that's going to be successful or not, I guess, remains to be seen. But yeah, and I've seen other people make that point of if this was such a huge priority to you, like you had two years of complete Republican control where you could have got this done through Congress. But all of a sudden now it's like a big deal. And now all of a sudden it's a big deal for everybody. And it's like it wasn't an issue until trump made it an issue yeah and i also see some people say that well all these illegals are you know killing american citizens so that's the reason why we need to build this wall because we need to stop all this murder and and rape and all those drugs coming into the country that's pretty much what trump says too you know we just need to get rid of all this drugs and, and all that stuff so do you think do you like like you're kind of going back with the whole emotional thing like they're being emotional about it um, I mean, do you kind of see that maybe that's the reason why they want the wall too, is because they want to maybe not completely, uh, destroy the, all the crime that's happening in the border, but at least, you know, do something cause we have to do something. I mean, I, I try to take people's arguments in good faith whenever possible. And so, I mean, I'm sure there are people that do believe there is this massive wave of illegal immigrant crime, which I mean, the numbers don't really support that. I mean, in every study I've ever seen you actually find that illegal immigrants conduct less crime for obvious reasons. I mean, if you're living here illegally, you kind of don't want to be on law enforcement's radar. Yeah. But yeah, you, you kind of want to stay away <laughs> from the police if you're living illegal. So, but as far as like reducing the flow of drugs and stuff like that, I think that really comes back to where we need to start having a conversation about ending the war on drugs so that not only for our sake as Americans, but also a lot of what these people are trying to get away from is cartel violence. So if we can stop this war on drugs, not only does it benefit us as Americans, but it also benefits them because it kind of cuts the cartels off at the knees a little bit. Like, so maybe they could actually have a chance of staying in their own country and trying to build things and make things better. Cause right now, I mean, they just, they have no chance. Like, you can't go against these cartels. They'll just kill you, and then that's it. So 
your only options are to either stay and try to live under cartel rule or try to get out. So, yeah, that's the ending the war on drugs would be very beneficial to both sides of the border. So, again, that's that's a conversation that really needs to be had and isn't being had now because we're having this stupid wall conversation. Do you think you can see like the the war on drugs ending in our lifetime or do you think because I think part of the reason that it's still going on is and no one wants to talk about it is it's well it's a government money thing. So what do you I, think about that? I think as far as marijuana, I can see it happening because I mean it's just it's I think at this point it's just going to de facto happen because states are just deciding that they're going to legalize or decriminalize as they see fit, no matter what the federal government does. As far as all the other drugs, that I don't know. I mean, I think I think we're going to have to have weed be much more openly like legal and kind of established in places and see. And so people can see like it's not like the country is going to fall to pieces if pot's legal. And then maybe you can start having a conversation about other drugs. All right. Well, really appreciate it, Jen, for coming on the show. Uh, thanks again for your insight and your opinion. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no thank problem. You. Thanks. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Want to thank Eric and Jen for joining us today and for taking the time to discuss their opinion on the border wall debate. Thank you so much. Yep. And uh, this was the fifth time recording that. So, uh, or not the whole podcast, but just this part. Yeah. So yeah. We'll recording outros are fun. We'll see you. Okay, we won't see you next time. Yeah, but we'll you'll hear see us you. next yeah, time. Yeah, we'll hear you. Yeah. No, we won't hear them. <laughs> They're gonna hear us. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye. Now you know what's happening. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, go to hapasupremacy.com and follow our social media. Have a great day.